Hello, Internet. Hello, all you denizens of geek out there. Welcome to another episode of the Get Geek Podcast. This week, we're going to be talking about our favorite movies of the last decade. Uh, We're going to be talking about our top tens, each of us. And we're going to be a little bit of detail as to why we enjoyed these movies so much. But first, let us introduce ourselves. I'm Jose. This is AJ. Wolfie. This is AMC Walter. Eli with the Fendi products. Aight, 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 aight. And why don't we just, as usual, jump right into it. Eli, why don't you tell us, start us off and tell us what your favorite movies of the last decade are. Go! So, starting from my top ten, my top ten is uh, Thor Ragnarok, because because I felt like it had a great storyline, mm-hmm. and when didn't go exactly along with the comic book, but it had some somewhat close to it, so that I really liked the storyline. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hereditary, it didn't scare scare me as much as most people would be scared, but I felt that it was very unsettling, and I put it up there for my horror movies. Mm-hmm. Logan. Wait, you got to give us a number. We're number. At, what number we're at? This number, is number eight. Number nine. This is number eight. This no. is number eight. Okay, good. Um, number eight, Logan. Again, I felt like it had a great storyline and definitely a way to end uh, Wolverine's um thing, and very emotional. Mm-hmm. Quiet. Uh, number seven, Quiet Place. A very. It was a short film, but. It was very suspenseful, suspenseful, and it was it was fun to watch. Um, number six, Game Night. Um, very very comedic. Interesting. Very yeah. comedical. I really liked it, and somewhat confusing, but yeah. it's definitely up there. I heard it was top of good. Logan. Wow, I heard it was pretty good though. Yeah, it was. It was. It was good. Oh, I liked that. I, I had fun. Yeah, I had fun watching that movie. Well, you're right. It was fun. It was a fun movie to watch. Okay. Que es el número cinco? What am I up to? You're up number to five. five. Oh, number five? You number got the math five? for you. No worries. Yeah. Number five is Infinity War, and mm-hmm. that's because it's Avengers, so... I can't really give you another explanation. <laughs> That's how, with how much we've talked about Avengers, yeah, that's really all you need to say at this point. <laughs> Number okay. four is? Most of you are going to be surprised by this, but Scott Pilgrim versus the world. You know, I haven't seen that, but I'm not that surprised because I heard I, it was good. Yeah, I liked it. It was, it was fun. It was One cool. of my favorite movies of all time. And I'm not even lying I can about see that, that actually. This is like one of those movies that like like when it came out at your age, it's like perfect. Yeah, yeah. I can see that definitely. Ikema, are we getting into and, <gasps> no. oh, the top three? Finally, and then the last one before top three, Joker. Which um, mm. this was going to be on my top four. Uh, there was gonna top four was gonna be my best ones, but I had to bring it down. Um, it brought the story. Yeah. <laughs> It really brought the nightmarish mood and the fact that it was so related to our real world gave it this nightmarish impact on me. Like, it scared like the that. hell out of me. That's a good, interesting way to put it. Yeah, and is it just me or is it getting crazier out there? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Give us a little bit more now about, like, what's going on in that top three. Top three. Zero Dark Thirty. And 
Oh wow! Yeah, I would never have thought that 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 would be one of your favorite movies. But like, wow! Tell us about that. Tell um, about that. it it proved to me that um it is one of the most suspenseful movies out there. Not obviously not the best, but one of the most suspenseful movies out there. Through and it showed that to me through its like militaristic actions, especially the last few scenes, which obviously I can't get into, but. It it really put me at the edge of my seat, and I think you can. I mean, it's been long gone past. You know, if you guys haven't seen it yet, yeah, I haven't seen it. We're past like, we're past the spoiler, the two week spoiler grace period. So yeah, that movie came out in two thousand two thousand and twelve. It is one of my favorite <laughs> movies too, be, because of because of uh. Boy, this is based on the true spoiler. story of the Bin Laden yeah, yeah, yeah. raids, right? Exactly. Spoiler, spoiler alert: so like, he dies. Yeah, <laughs> it's like watching no, Titanic. But, but you know what? Like, I I, I have what, a what happened in Titanic? You did. You know what? We'll get into that in another podcast, dude. What? It's gonna take us a while to explain that. So I never, I, I, I I've, right I've never been part of the military yeah. or law enforcement, but I have a lot of friends <laughs> in the military and law enforcement. I have a little background teaching martial arts and combatives to some military uh, personnel and stuff, and I've gotten the chance to train with uh, some military uh, personnel in the past, which is freaking and, awesome. Um, a lot of the combatives that was used uh, in movies like Zero Dark Thirty which kept it as true to form as, as I know uh, from my experience, as well as, as, well as for, from some operators that I know that have spoken on the subject themselves, say that it's, it's pretty much as accurate as it can be. Yeah. So, yeah, that, you know, kudos to, to, to the uh, production crew on keeping it as true to the, uh, to the actual events as, as possible. Yeah, I mean, like, even the person who, like, actually was alive during, uh, who, like, lived through that and had to go through, like, basically, you know, infiltrating yeah, Osama Yeah, right, Britain, right. They even said that it was very much alike to the yeah. actual mm-hmm. experience, yeah. and there was only a few little things that wasn't, um, wasn't accurate, but... Otherwise, yeah. And it's a it's a Catherine Bigelow film, I think, which is like she's really been making some great films over the last few years. So that sounds like something that would be pretty awesome. And I still haven't seen it, and I need to check it out. But you need to go go on ahead. Tell us a little bit more. Um, Avengers Endgame comes Ooh. out as top two. Interesting. And mm-hmm. that really got Wait, me. Wait, didn't on. you say? Oh no, you said Infinity, Infinity War. Infinity War. War, right? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Avengers Endgame. Uh, it really. It had this weird impact on me where, like, you could see it coming. It's just that, anyway, it still, like, put you on the edge of um, your seat. Like, I saw that whole thing with the... I'm pretty sure everybody saw the whole entire Avengers, the whole entire MCU coming together. Oh, yeah, but, we were all waiting for that. Yeah, but the way they just put it just really... It really brought it to life. I mean, Avengers won a ton of awards. Avengers Endgame... Endgame won a ton of awards at our Get Geek Geeky episode a couple of weeks ago. So Pretty I mean, it much. definitely won action scenes and all of that. And that was one of our favorite scenes in the movie. So I can definitely understand why you love that. Yeah, it was and the most anticipated scene in the MCU, pretty much. Yeah. Um. So, but there's nothing really else to talk about it because you know it's an Avengers again. Yeah, it's been again talked to death. Now, before you give us our number, your number one, you have any honorable mentions? Um. Actually, I think I would have replaced this with Ragnarok, not going to lie. But the number was, 10 was tentative, I guess, right? Yeah. Which is why it's an honorable mention. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It was Us. 
Oh, man, that was a good movie. I, I really like that movie. Like, not even going to lie. I kind of I kinda want it to be up there, but at the same time, there are movies that are just a, a tad bit better that if, if it had done a little bit worse, then maybe that would have been, like, up to my, like, top four. That's interesting. You'll see why later, but go, go ahead. What else do you um, got? Any other honorable mentions? Or? There's just one more, and this one I'm not too enthusiastic about, but... Avengers, the, the first, first one. one. Okay. Um, Better than Age of Ultron. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but well, you it, gotta rip out my man. <laughs> no, <laughs> Ultron is awesome, but I don't. They, that, that, I know. Well, I, I know, know you like that movie. I'll stop. This is not about ripping on movies. This is about bringing them up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hold on. You got to digest <laughs> that chocolate milk or whatever you got over there. <laughs> Double chocolate chip cream. Oh, from Lord. Starbucks. From Starbucks. Oh, I kind of want that. Starbucks ad. thing is like crap. This is Just like my third awesome. time having Starbucks. <sighs> mm-hmm. But you really want that. What, like in your life or in the you last know, week? Huh? No, <laughs> like in my life. life. In his life? Yeah. What, is yeah. this like your new favorite thing? Actually, it's my favorite thing, and he hijacked. No, it's it. my favorite thing now. Oh, see, that's what <laughs> he literally. That's just what hijacked. He that's my. He didn't drink. even let you finish no, no, saying that's that. That's my drink. Exactly. He didn't even let you finish. <laughs> Get out of my like, world. I bought that drink. <laughs> no, no, I bought. No, you bought that exactly. drink. Exactly. I took it. From <laughs> so it's my drink now. Uh huh. Okay. Oh man. All right. Anyway. Moving along. <laughs> yeah. Avengers was another honorable mention. Is that the last of your honorable mentions? Or yeah. okay, so, so what's your number one? But Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. I'm not that surprised. I'm not yeah, that surprised. Not surprised. No one's surprised. <laughs> that's an awesome movie. That's really... It is. That yeah. is an awesome movie. I know, but you, I don't think you guys would think it was, like, my top favorite. You know what, though? Like, I, the way that I... The reason why I kind of see it is because for all of us here at this table, that's actually one of our favorite, favorite Spider-Man movies, it's if not Spider-Man. our favorite Spider-Man movie, right? It's the best Spider-Man yeah. movie. Because really? it's, I mean, it's amazing. You may have another favorite. I see AJ kind of doing the shifty eyes over here. Like, he I doesn't agree. Eyes. Pizza time. But. <laughs> there you go. But. Bagel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but still, like, Into the Spider-Verse is freaking awesome. Like, I mean. I, you know, I, I was late to the Spider-Verse uh, party. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not see it when it came out. Again, it was one of those movies I like. I don't. It, it, when it gets really hyped up. I generally tend not to watch it right away. I kind of wait for the hype to get down and then watch it and enjoy it at a later time. And I, you know, listened to it. I saw it and then I just, I couldn't stop listening to the album. <laughs> listening yeah. to that album every single day for like a month after I saw the movie. And I saw the movie like five times after that. Did you see it in the movie theaters? I did not see it oh, in the theaters. And dude, I really wish I did. I failed. Oh. God. I failed. When two comes out, we gotta all go see yeah. that in the theaters. At the time, to be fair, at the time I was in Australia, and I was too busy, kind of like doing that, like global trekking and all that stuff, and like, like didn't, gets in the way. didn't get the time to to watch in the theater. So, uh, but yeah, I'm just curious. Know. Like, is there a particular reason why you like to wait for hype to die down on certain movies? Is there? I don't. Like, I don't. A, a I don't want. Like, I I get like emotionally involved too in the, much in the hype. Yeah, so okay. like if something's hyped okay. up, I get really yeah, emotionally attached, and then I can get like disappointed. So I'd rather. Like kind of forget about the movie and then watch it after. Like like a certain movie that we've talked about with a little bit of disdain a couple of times. A certain Star what? Wars movie. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> the hype probably didn't help there, right? Oh no. Well, definitely. I mean, the thing is that, that I was already hyped up because I've been hyped up for the ending of the. I don't want to get into it. <laughs> never mind. I should have never said anything. Never mind. So it's inspired. We've been building up to that movie for fifty years, and they're gonna destroy. 
right, <laughs> let's move on. Who's got who's got the? You got anything else to say about Spider Verse? Yeah, tell us a little bit about um, why you love the Spider Verse. We were talking about the Rise of Skywalker, by the way, in case you didn't notice. Yeah. Sorry. Go <laughs> on. Really? Um, I really like its storyline, and mm-hmm. the one thing, especially since I'm an artist. It really hit really my expectations one. on what animation should be, and should that's be? it's yeah. Well, what do, what is it? What do you feel like about it? Is something that animation should strive to? Because usually when I see like Marvel animations, it's usually it's like you. Let's just say um, Star Wars Clone Wars. It's like it's a really great show, but like come on, the animation you have to admit could be a bit better. I could, I could. Yeah, I would agree with that. You. But I think, I think it's more the style of animation, don't you think? It maybe it's a little bit more related to the style that they chose for those mo- for those cartoons. Yeah. More than necessarily the quality. Okay. Okay. I get it. I mean, you're the artist. You probably know. You're probably the best artist at this table right now, so you no. can tell us a little bit better. No, I. Well, Spider Verse changed Not the way me. they did animation. Not me. Yeah, Spider Verse had a whole new way of doing yeah. it. Yeah, it was they, really they actually skip frames. Very funky. You mm-hmm. know. To create to, like the, the certain um, effect in motion, weird. and and they purposely blurred the background. I don't know if you had this weird weird thing, but yeah, when 3D. I was watching it, it, it looked weird because it looked three D yeah, or yeah, VR. Eyes well, couldn't really focus. But all that was that, much. That, that was because of that the was dots to but make you know, it like the thing a comic. Is like, I think it was meant to look like a moving comic book. Yeah, yeah that's know? exactly yeah. the reason why they did. They did. So they mm-hmm. had like textures that you would find in comic book panels. Yep. They had actual comic book panels sometimes. They had the the um, the, the like vocal that. the voice bubbles. Yeah, exactly, and the sound bubbles, bagel. I think they tried to stay like true to comic book colors mm-hmm. right so like if you can only put like x amount of colors on the page they try to kind of keep that yeah. kind of uh thing going so that it feels like you're watching a comic book play out on its own right so it took yeah. me a couple of minutes to get used to it though that's true yeah, yeah. yeah. in the it beginning was, like, i was a little really like weird. kind of i thought like, my adjusting. eyes yeah up i felt like something. i needed to adjust to it yeah so. i saw my girlfriend and she really liked it also but she was like is this in 3d is this supposed to be in 3d or something mm-hmm. like that I mean, I saw it with her the, uh, the second time at home, and in the theater, it was even more pronounced, yeah, right? exactly. That's why, like, if you saw it in the theater, you'd be a little bit more tripped out by the perspective on it. But once you got used to it, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like, what else did you enjoy about it? Um, actually, I just wanted to... It really inspired me with my drawings. And I'm That's not awesome. even going to lie about that, because I've been using the same thing with, like, the red and blue outline mm-hmm. and the popping out and the blur in the background. I've been using that in a lot of my drawings, especially with, I think it was my Spider-Man drawing. Uh, shout out to Daddy Strata. Um, oh, that one where he was hanging upside down? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, somebody came into my art class. Um, he's on Instagram. You can follow him. I think it's like Daddy Strata or something. Yeah. Um, he, he, we started a Spider-Man project, and then I started, I did my Spider-Man my own custom Spider-Man, and then I started doing the things to, the from the Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, and it came out. I'm I'm just saying it. It really surprised me about like what I could do with the things that I learned. See, I have it right there, and it really did make it look like it was popping out. If you saw it in person. Oh wow! You should put that up on the Insta if you if you'd like. That's super dope. That's really cool. Yeah, we have to put that out there. It's uh, just to give to complete your shout out. It's Daddy Strata underscore NYC on Instagram. Thanks for the follow. We love your artwork, and yo, you you 
inspired our young artists to make something that's really dope. We'll put it up, hopefully, so you can see what you've inspired. It's really, really, really awesome. And this kid's an up-and-coming artist. He, he'll be modest about it. but Yeah, I'll put it up on the Instagram You're getting there, buddy. You're getting there, buddy. Thank you. Anything else that you'd like to talk about when it comes to Spider-Verse? Um, well, other, aside from that, um, one last quick mention. I really like the comedy and the action, mm-hmm. especially <laughs> that bagel part. Bagel. I think we all love bagel. that. Bagel. Yeah. That's the most iconic moment in that movie of, of, come out, of hilarity, I should say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's it, basically. Yeah, a great, a very emotional movie, too, which I oh, really, really love. About family. I really love that aspect. One last thing. Yeah. The music? I know you were obsessed with that song for a little while. I remember that. There's also this other... other, Yeah. This other song that was playing when, like, Miles Morales was jumping off the building. And I really love that scene. Oh, yeah. That's an awesome song, too. That's when he's, like... when that's when he. That's when he mm-hmm. finally like like really it's owns his powers at the yeah, end, it's right? Danger. Danger. That's yeah, my yeah. favorite song on the entire That's track. Such track. A good track. I love that I agree. song. That song pumps me up right before I start training. Which? That's actually a good song for that. I should add that to my motivation playlist for the gym. That whole entire soundtrack. I'm gonna do it right now. That whole entire soundtrack is trap. No, it's not. Sunflower. It's not the, the not, not all of it. No. Some Sunflower not all is. Of it. That's Post Malone, right? Sunflower? Yep. Yeah. Ew, disgusting. But that's but that's not that's not like trap trap. Yeah. He doesn't like Post Malone. No. He, I think he's... Didn't you love that song, though? Liked the song. He absolutely he loved the song. Don't deny what the artist was. Oh, okay. I didn't know it was That's him until... That's called Judgment. Well, judge. after. Wow. I just don't like Post Malone. Wow. He loved the song until I, I he found out who it was? I think Oof. Post Malone as if if um, <coughs> Justin Bieber was a little bit uh, black. Justin what? Bieber tries black to be. Bieber. He tries black to Justin be. Justin Bieber. <laughs> like you heard Justin Bieber's new song Yummy? No. no. <laughs> Definitely not. No, because my, <laughs> yeah, Post Malone song. is actually good. Yeah, I like no, Post Malone. He, isn't. he no. absolutely is. All He's right. white trap. This is not even You know you want to know that's what it racist. is? You want to know what it is? Racist. It's not trap enough and that's why he doesn't like it. That's probably no, why. It's not. No, that's not it. It's absolutely. Not. I've heard X He is fire. Fire and, and he's super trap. Fire. Anyway, he's not trap. He's not trap at all. This isn't a trap review, so let's let's keep it to the films. Fire, who wants to, though, bro. Fire. So who wants to jump into their top ten next? Uh, okay, I I guess that'll be me. All right, all right. So let's start this off at number ten. I have it, chapter two. That was a fun movie. I I know that. Uh, Maybe it. A lot of people think it was rather lengthy, but I actually I liked, liked it. it because it gave you enough time to focus on each and every one of these characters, what they went through, and how they're going about just completely closing out the closing out the series. And that's what I really like about it. It's a, it's a, it's a note to closure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just you know, uh, it was a fun movie. Yeah. I mean, sure, you wanted to see the clown a little more, but yeah. I think I like chapter one better. But that's not this is not my top ten yeah. list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At number nine, I have Bumblebee, Ooh. which I still have to see. Bumblebee. Oh, yes. About that movie. Same here. My God, the Transformers universe has been due for some justice, and that movie certainly did it. All right, I guess I'm gonna have to watch it. I, I mean, heard it just was, uh, not even just. 
not even just the G1 designs that were in that movie. This was, if ever, like, I really liked uh, Revenge of the Fallen, but and I, I have some respect for the original Transformers, but if you had to liken it to any one of those movies, it was the most like the first one, but in my opinion, better. More well done. First one was pretty good, so if that's the case, then I probably enjoy this yeah, one. Yeah, and the, the thing about it, it teased the war on Cybertron, yeah, which was it, it oh did. my gosh, mm-hmm. okay. gotta watch it. You guys gotta watch it. At number eight, I have Legion, and yeah, you know what I'm talking about. How did I not think of that? Oh my so god! So if ever there was, I mean. The themes aren't exactly the same, but the closest you're ever going to get to a supernatural movie, again, in my humble opinion, is going to be Legion. And it's basically about, so it's the end of the world, but it's not the end of the world that you think. It's not the apocalypse, oh, the devil's coming out to get us. No, it's the angels that are coming to get us. And it completely Hmm. flips the script on like, Because everyone has this idea that, oh, angels are good. Well, no, not in this movie. Angels are so bad. And then once once you get to the archangels, bro, their fighting style, I just, it was so magnificently done. Like, you wouldn't think of wings as a weapon so much, but like, God, the way they use, you saw it, I showed you. The yeah. way they u- the way Gabriel used his wings in combat that was, was amazing. That was crazy. That fight was Yes. Oh, right. and I know your before we move on, mm-hmm. I know who your favorite angel is. The ice cream man. Oh god, no. Oh no. He's scared uh, of it. He's not, terrified. It's, it's, un- it's unsettling. But okay, that's that's enough for number 8. Number 7 is Rogue One. Out of all the Star Wars films that came out recently, the most respect goes to Rogue One for me. I liked Last Jedi, but Rogue One really, for me, it was the one that had the least amount of flaws. Like, you could technically make the case that uh, Last Jedi was kind of writing off Force Awakens, but... You know, it was still a very enjoyable movie. It it flipped Mm -hmm. the script in a very nice way. But with Rogue One, you don't get any of that. You just get embellishment on one of the most, uh, I guess, long thought after, uh, I guess, aspects of New Hope. Where did they get those damn plans from? Mm -hmm. And it, in my opinion, told the story wonderfully. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Number six is Shazam. I had a blast Ooh. with that movie. I about that one, too. That came close to for me, but... Uh, yeah. yeah, it's a great movie. Mm-hmm. Very good. Uh, I have this one for... This is, like, my comedy. So, like, it's superheroes, but it's comedy. Because this is the one thing I love from that movie. Uh, oh, the villain's name. I forget what his name is. Dr. Savannah? Yes. He's giving his, his evil bad guy oh. speech. And they're like thousands of feet in the air yeah. across from each other. I can't hear you. Yeah, that. <laughs> that exactly. That's you know the what? Kind of, Forget it. That best embodies what Shazam is and what I love about it. It's a great family movie too. Yes. Much better than I expected it to be. And number five, I have Alien Covenant. Ooh. And here's why it's... 
see, I was really hoping that um, what is it, Predator? Predators? No, there was there was a new Predator that came out this uh, recently. I, think I forget it was, what no, Predators. The Predator. The Predator. Yeah, Predators was just supremely before that. Supremely disappointing. Right. That was the one with Adrian Brody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Supremely disappointing, in my opinion. But Alien Covenant, it's like Predator used to be so cool. It's kind of falling off. This movie really made up for it because you had Prometheus. All right. Nice, I guess, origin story for the alien. And then Alien Covenant went and further embellished that story. And me, I love embellishing details and where certain things come from. And that movie was great for that. Also, huge shout out to, um, oh, what's the guy's name? I love him so much. The guy who played the, the android. Um, Isn't it Michael? Uh, no, not Michael Fassbender. He's in yeah, another one. Right? Michael Fassbender. It is possibly Michael Fassbender. Yes. Yeah, because he was also in those Michael other. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the old one was the guy who was like Bilbo in freaking Lord of the Rings or something like that. Yeah. Mutani, Mutani or something. Like Waylon Mutani. No. no, that's not the one I was thinking. Wait, of. what? I thought you were talking about the original Alien movies. Forget it. Forget it. Yeah. The, oh no, that's yeah, that's a different. Yeah, that's a totally different guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyways, continuing on. Good sir. And at number four, I have War. He is Bilbo. Yeah. I just just thought about that. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Continue. Mm -hmm. At number four, I have War for the Planet of the Apes. That's a good one. Yes. That was another movie that I thoroughly enjoyed. Um, Rise was good. Dawn was really good. And then I think War, again, this is kind of a common theme here. War was a great way to end it, in my opinion, because, and not only like, you you already had the sense that apes were gonna uh, take over to begin with, but you start to see like, just the way, because the whole premise is that not only are the apes coming into power, they're all humans are also being wiped out by this disease, right? But this disease was also taking away their our ability to speak. And the apes mm-hmm. were already speaking. So it's like, wow. It's like so flipping everything. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Just a complete flip of the script. And just, it was a really good insurrection movie, in okay. my opinion. Well, that may be the end of Caesar, but apparently Disney is looking forward, looking forward and trying to make more Planet of the yeah. Apes movies. So. I was going to say that. That's what? the end, but not yes, the end yeah, from what we've heard. It may rumors. not be the end of that It'll be the end of Caesar's story, but not the end of the Planet of the Apes franchise. Hopefully so. they, uh, hopefully they, we'll s- they, because uh, he had a son, so hopefully yeah. maybe they go on that route. Yeah. Okay. All right. And now for the top three. Here we go. At Ta-da! number three, I have Logan. Oh, such a great film. Yeah, Logan just if ever we needed. Su- supremely needed an R-rated superhero movie. That is my go-to movie. Just like, not even the blood, but like, gosh, the story is so like. It's absolutely oh. true. I mean, like, you can't do a, you can't do Wolverine justice without it being rated R, which is why, like, this one, it, you know, it just had to be rated R, and they did, yes. they really did do it justice. I, I think. think in <laughs> every way. I think the the best part of it for me is you guys know I'm the resident movie nerd, so like to me, other than the Dark Knight and the the Batman Begins trilogy, mm-hmm. this is the comic book movie that's least like a comic book movie. It's just a movie. 
You know what I mean? Like, and and I don't want to, I don't want to make it That's derogatory yeah. that it's a comic book movie because obviously we all love comic book movies, but it was just like something totally different from what you've seen before from comic yeah. book movies. But actually, I kind of want to challenge you because what it <clears> is <throat> is it's not the comic book movie that people expect the comic book movie to be, right? Because Logan mm-hmm. is like Old Man Logan, and you know, yes. some of the Batman the thing that makes Batman amazing is that he's not your comic books isn't about being a cheesy superhero. It's about humanity and stuff like that. I so guess I mean more so that, like in no, no, what I know what come you mean. to expect from comic book Right, movies. I know what you mean, but just for those of you guys that are nerds and some other stuff but still kind of new to the comic book realm or, or kind of want to explain comic books to other people, this is an important thing, I think, that comic books aren't just, you know, superhero, looks good, saves the day, good mm-hmm. in two-shoes, you know? Comic books, a lot of comic book series like Batman and... And, and Wolverine, Logan, uh, Daredevil, Punisher, a lot of these really, like, marquee books are about the humanity and the struggles that they go through. And Logan and Batman, these movies, like, they kind of really, like, personify that, so. It best demonstrated it to the mainstream. Like, yeah. hey, this stuff right. can actually exactly. be weighty. And, exactly. like, not Martin just... Scorsese. Yeah, dude. Watch that movie and tell us that it's not a movie. <coughs> anyway, <laughs> tell just... us a little bit about why you love Logan so much. And then just the heartbreak, like the ending was so heart wrenching. I definitely like, teared up a little bit. The because the whole movie is basically X twenty three, Daphne Keene's character and Logan bonding, but like he just tries to resist that so much, but eventually, you know, she grows on him, and then we see just how much they grow on each other. Mm-hmm. Once Wolverine's clone goes and dishes out the, I'm going to kill you with... <laughs> the blow. Yeah. He lets go of the past, which I really like about it. Because yeah. that's always a theme in Wolverine comics also, like his past and how yeah, much it affects exactly. him. So it's really wonderful. The, the way that they ended it, I think, in letting go of that past, finally. I know that he, you know, he passed away and it was just a moment of it, but it was still kind of beautiful and emotional the way they did that. Yeah, that's that's really that's why I like it. Yeah. It's amazing, amazing. At number two, I have Terminator Dark Fate. Oh, I forgot. Wow! How at number two? This wow. is a I haven't seen it yet, but this is a very AJ list. <laughs> you know, yes. it's, it's very, very well left field. It should be. That's very right. Left field. Uh, it's, it's the stuff that he likes. You know, so okay. it's not too surprising. Should I speak on this, or because you guys haven't seen it? Or? Don't spoil no, no, it too ahead. much, it's but fine. definitely speak on it. Yeah. Oh, Don't spoil the ending. Yeah. I won't. I'm just gonna say that this movie flips the. Hell out of the script, yeah. mm-hmm. especially at the very beginning. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, something that's a. Oh, I already know what that uh, is, but like, which I'm very upset the, about. The Terminator I'm franchise not. gets. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm upset I'm, that I knew. Oh, well, not not that it happened. I'm having mm. trouble picking mm. what movie I'm going to watch tomorrow because <laughs> all these movies are like oh, I need to catch up on, and <laughs> like, this one might be it. Just. That 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 first scene just completely took me off guard. Yeah, like it was surprising. Wow! You say goodbye. <laughs> I, I that was really crazy. I say hello, I, I, hello, I goodbye, hello, goodbye. Like if hello, goodbye. If there was any one moment in time where I could say I genuinely could not see that coming, that that's the poster boy. Mm-hmm. It's literally the poster oh, boy. Man. You're giving away too much. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. But yeah, like, I definitely anyway. know what happened. So terrible. And then I really liked <laughs> the action 
oh my god, the scenes with the, I think it was called the Rev-9, right? Yes. The Rev-9? And in E, you, you liked it too. The 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 Terminator that was featured in this movie, the Black Goo. Yeah, is, I definitely is, did. All the fight scenes with that Terminator yeah, they, they are. They do make a, an interesting change with Rev Nine. That was one of our nominees for best fights. Actually, two Terminators in one. You know? Technically, yeah. yeah. Two designs in one, right? No. Or no, that's right. He can split and stuff like that. He can split. Yeah. So it's basically two Terminators in one. It's, so, it's amazing how they do it. Again, think think of it like this. Imagine that you have a T eight hundred, and that it also works simultaneously with a T one thousand. Yeah, I heard, that that's something that I heard was really creative and imaginative yeah. about it from you guys and from other people as well. Yeah, and then again, they embellish something that in number two wasn't technically possible, but in this one they go, yeah, well now they can do it. Yeah, and it's, yeah. it's just that movie is so mind blowing. That's 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 all I'm gonna say. For, I, I want to talk so much about it, but I can't. Maybe we'll do a review, a uh, post mortem review with the, once these guys have watched it again, you know. And then at number one, no, no. Oh wait, yeah, yeah, that's right. Honorable, yeah, mentions. honorable mentions. Honorable mentions. Tell us a little bit. So, I have four, but I'm gonna blaze through the first one really quickly. Chronicle. Mm-hmm. That's. Plane shut up. I forgot about that. Number three, Ad Astra. Mm-hmm. I actually really liked it. I, I really did. Number two, or it's technically two, well, huh, two, but the Creed series. I felt like yeah. it was a great follow-up to the Rocky movies. I like yeah. I liked Creed I like and Creed 2 a lot. And I really, really liked, uh, what's his name, Drago's kid in Creed 2. I think yeah. that actor actually is going to go on to big things. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then at... Uh, Number one of the honorable mentions. Uh, I'm going to say Godzilla Resurgence Shin, Shin Gojira or something like that. Yeah. Gojira. That, that's in the honorable mentions because while I liked it, it didn't quite crack the list because I wanted to include like other genres. But what I really liked about that movie was that it really returned to the roots of the horror aspect of Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Like it, it really portrayed this constantly evolving uh, just force of nature. Mm-hmm. Like what Godzilla was intended to be by the original, in its original concept. Right, right. And at number one, I just want to see if you guys get this. What do you I know think what is it is. number one? Yeah, I, I, I know what it is. Something Godzilla. Yeah, Godzilla. <laughs> King I mean, of you're the wearing monsters. a Godzilla shirt, so you're wearing a Godzilla shirt, let you kind of gave it away. Guess. Some of the letters are G O D Z I double L A. Yeah. K I N G. Yep. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, OS. We know what it is. T H E. So at number one monsters. is <laughs> Godzilla 2 King of the Monsters. I have been waiting awesome movie. for a movie like this for so long. Like, whenever I need to. Like, relive the glory days of Godzilla. I'm watching the Heisei era. Mm-hmm. Or, at best, the Millennium series. If I, like, really want a good fight. And then this movie came... So, not, not even before that. You had 1998 Godzilla. That was... Uh, I mean... Moving on. Again, <laughs> uh, you had That's, 20... There's a reason why that Godzilla is called Gino. Godzilla in name only. <laughs> yeah. 
And then you had 2014. It was a good way to restart, I guess. The I new... love that movie, actually. Yeah, Personally. it was good. But they didn't show Godzilla enough. I, I, and that's why I loved it, because they didn't, like, oversaturate. They made me want more. Okay. Yeah, but I... I that, and, then, then, and then there's me on the polar end. It was like, it's an addiction. I, I need more. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> which is why. In that movie, only showed up for, like, five minutes, right? Oh, total, I don't think... No, no, it wasn't that. It, it, it was more. It's just that, like, the first time that they really showed him was, like, 40, 45 minutes, something like that, before he, like, really emerged and did anything. So that's what a lot of people were complaining about, but, you yeah, know. But even then, I, I I give it credit for, you know, the undertones, and again, going back to the whole nuclear weapons discussion, which was very prominent in the first film. And then I had what I'd been waiting for for so long, a good old-fashioned monster smackdown, featuring none other than the incredible Rodan... Mothra, you can never forget Mothra, uh, the big G himself, and then his ultimate enemy, King Monster Ghidorah. Zero himself, a.k.a. King <gasps> Ghidorah. Monster Zero. Before we go on. No, that's Monster X. Can I just interject Wait, real quick? X. Godzilla in the 2014 movie was on screen only eight minutes of that movie. Yeah, but it was eight really good minutes. <laughs> it's like an NFL game. It's only 11 minutes of actual action. <laughs> yeah, it's still worth it. Yeah. But it's still, you still watch it, right? It's about I the quality, not the quantity, all the time. If anything, that yeah. kind of reinforces his force of nature, like aspect, because he doesn't have to be around a lot to make an impact. Yeah. But well, it kind of it kind of goes with the whole Japanese set of movies because a lot of the time they focus more on the humans than the monsters, right? Mm-hmm. That so I guess some call back to that. That that's very wibbly wobbly. Like, the early movies, they did that a in lot. In the Showa, yeah. Yeah. Showa era, you could definitely see that. In Heisei, it finds a little bit of a middle ground. And then in the Millennium, it's more or less all about the monsters. Yeah. And the human arc in this one was a little weird, I won't lie. King, King of Monsters? Yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was a little weird, but... They tried to fit too much Godzilla. No, no, that's that was not the problem. No. That was not the problem. <laughs> the I don't know. lady with her Thanos. Yeah, that uh, that was a little weird. Yeah, that that, that was the weird ju- part objective. for me. But otherwise, just this whole idealized world of kingships among these type the titans. It's not the kaiju anymore. It's the titans. Yeah. And then me being a mythology buff, I'm like, whoa. That's a very good way to, you know, accentuate how old they actually are. Because, you know, the Titans were, um, they were basically the father, not the fathers, because some of them were mothers. They were basically the progenitors of the gods, uh, the Olympian gods. Mm -hmm. And so, in a sense, you can think, you can say that humans are the Olympians and that the monsters are the Titans because they were the ones that were there first, ruling the world. So I think it was a very fitting name. And just the, the whole world that uh, was it Mike Doherty was starting to build, it's just, oh, I want more. And then Godzilla vs. Kong is coming out soon. I, oh. so and I love the special effects in that movie, too. That was one AJ's, of my favorite ones. AJ's number one list of the 2010s, uh, his number one movie is going to be Godzilla, King of Monsters. When we do the, the 20s, yeah. it's going to be Godzilla versus Kong. <laughs> yeah, we already know this. So 10 years from 10 now. 10 years from now, you hopefully. heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> we 
We'll see what happens. And that, that wraps up my top 10 list. All right. That was a pretty, that was in a very interesting top 10 list as well. Who wants to, does anybody I else want to jump in? All right. So in, uh, in number 10, I'm going to go with John Wick. Um, it's one of my, uh, it's definitely one of my absolute favorites um, of the last decade. Uh, I, I love all the John Wick movies, but the very first one, the one that kind of set up this whole world and everything was amazing. And from a martial arts background as, as well as from a uh, um, gunfight combatives background, uh, it, it was very... Um, it was very satisfying to watch for someone specifically in my field where I have a little bit of a combatant's background and a huge martial arts background doing it for the last uh, half century. So, um, number nine, Logan, for the same reasons that we talked about. Uh, another, it was a wonderful movie. I thought it was an awesome way to end Hugh Jackman's run. Um, Absolutely. And uh, I didn't really see anything. I, there was nothing that I would have changed. To be honest, I agree. So, um, number eight in front of Logan, Mad Max, only because oh, yeah. that, <clears throat> that 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 crazy kind of moving orchestra of a film yeah. that it was was just nice amazing. It. Yeah. it was just amazing how how it really did feel like it was you know essentially a symphony of madness that we were watching. So witness me, you know, yeah. You could make a case that's the best. Best action movie of the decade. You know what? I really think it think it is just because again, like all the action was superb. Um, the the dialogue, as little as it was, was perfect and well placed. Um, and and, of, and of course, the musical stunts. score. Like my thing, my, yeah, the stunts were amazing. Mm-hmm. The 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 cars that were built amazing. The entire world was amazing, and it was very little that was done. You know, if you think about it, right? It was basically just a bunch of cars in the desert and personalities and stuff. Like minimal yeah. CGI, right. very yeah. minimal. They left and then they came yeah. back. Yeah, I, I just <laughs> thought, yeah, that's it. <laughs> they went about, a round trip. Um, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It was it, it, it was just completely amazing. Yeah. So, number seven. Uh, even though I am currently kind of having like a little bit of a uh, uh, personal vendetta against this director, uh, Wolf of Wall Street. It was one of my favorite movies of the last decade. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Just because the... I, I just... I really enjoy seeing uh, actors that transform themselves mm-hmm. um, and kind of get out of their comfort zone and stuff like that. And Leonardo DiCaprio has always, like, you know, stepped out there and, like, always... He was always doing... He was always pushing the limit because he was always wanting that like statue that he never ever got at that time, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know. So he was every single movie is like he would try to aim for a statue, wouldn't get it. The next movie is about pushing the boundary more to try to get the statue, and he really, really pushed it in this one. I think <laughs> um, Leo's a great actor, but his accents suck. Yeah. That's <sighs> the only thing I'll say. But you remember there used to be a time that people used to hate Leo Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, but that was like more like people like he was doing the beach like teenage. Like you know, that. my I thing about Leo, uh, my, I know I thought it was a great, a great movie, but my, like people were hating on him. Back yeah, then, no, my know? thing about Leo is that like I don't know, like I, I I think people have like you know some sort of like weird misconception on his accent. I, it's not the first time that I've heard it, but my thing about Leo is that when he like, blood takes diamond his, when. Blood Diamond was not that bad. That accent was awful. Oh, I dated a South African girl. Sounded just like him. 
well, mm. didn't okay. sound like a dude, yeah. but, <laughs> we were about to say uh, that. you know, okay. like it wasn't that far off. Okay. okay. Yeah. It was very, very close as far as like some of the slang and stuff that he used, but regardless, by the way, Blood Diamond is actually one of my favorites too. That's also an awesome movie. Yeah. I think it was the decade before, I think, right? But yeah. Um, in number six, Drive. Drive is actually one too. of my favorite movies too. It's hard. This list is really hard. I actually really wanted to put Drive in my top three when I, I first thought that. about this, um, because again, score was amazing, pacing was amazing, acting all around amazing. Um, I, I have nothing negative to say about the movie. Uh, Last Jedi in number five. Um, I know it might sound controversial, but. The nerd in me loved everything. I loved the direction of where it was going. You know, as far as like the... I'm sorry. I'm, I'm nerding out because I completely forgot to put that on my list. So <laughs> then it wasn't in your top 10. No, it was. It just, <laughs> I already cemented this. But damn. No, the, the Last Jedi is in there simply because I thought it was a great direction that Star Wars was going to, even though the movie itself had a few flaws. Um, I thought it was it was an awesome direction for a franchise that has, you know, at that time, 40-plus years. Um, and I was excited to see where it was going before they completely obliterated it. So, Some to movie. me, the end of the series is The Last Jedi. Uh, so, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Number four, Inception. So Another good one. Inception, again, so a lot, a, lot of the, uh, a lot of the things that make movies big for me are, the like, if the movie kind of inspires me and stuff like that. And Inception is one of those things that inspires, like, um, creativity for me, you know, just because, like, it was it, it was such a... Christopher Nolan's amazing at what he does, but the way that he did Inception, the way they did the story and everything, it was just so smart. Yeah, the you know, the layering of everything, uh, the, the, the pacing of the movie, the... Um, Again, Hans Zimmer is my absolute favorite composer out there. He's absolutely amazing. Uh, he's one of the main reasons why Inception's on this list. Uh, so, yeah, I, I would have liked to try to put Inception in the top three as well, but here are now my top three. So, in number mentions. three. Oh, no, I'll get no. to the honorable oh, mentions yeah, a little right. bit. So, yeah, before yeah. anybody sees my honorable mentions. So, in number three, I have The Social Network, Okay. So The Social Network is right. one of my favorite movies because of that thing that I told you about, like inspiration. When I, see, when I saw The Social Network, even though it wasn't, if you, if you know the true history and story of you know, Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg and so on and so forth, um, it's not exactly an accurate portrayal of Mark Zuckerberg, the person. Um, and Aaron Sorkin has set out to say that this isn't a, 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 this isn't a factual or, you know, a... Uh, a biography of of uh, Mark Zuckerberg. It's just a story of. It's a version of the story of like how Facebook came to be. Well, so that was, was Sorkin and Fincher, wasn't it? David Fincher wasn't he the director? Yes, yes, yes. So, so David Fincher kind of like distorts everything for his end, right? So and, and the thing is like from a certain and it's funny because at the time that was the biggest critique, and Aaron Sorkin came out and said that like this isn't exactly Mark Zuckerberg. I think time has kind of shown that Mark Zuckerberg actually is kind of similar to the character in the movie. Yeah. Um, just from like uh, his, you know, he's been in the news a lot lately and over the last few years. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, the movie really did, every single time I need like a little bit of inspiration to 
you know, uh, you know, work a little harder in in my business that I'm that I'm building, my martial arts school and and other creative uh, uh, endeavors. Um, I kind of watch like social network, and it, it makes me want to do something. You know, it makes me want to do something big. Like this guy, like you know, Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, as well as the other people that helped build uh, Facebook, you know, everything just started with a very simple idea and they just did not stop working because they believed so much in that idea. And not saying that everybody can create a Facebook, but for me, it inspires me to, to keep working at the idea that I have and have faith that like whatever it is that I'm trying to build or create uh, is going to come to fruition someday as long as I keep like busting my butt to, to, to work at it. So social network really, really inspires me from that point. You too can alter the fate of the world. <clears throat> I, I mean, I think we all can at one point or another in some small way. To a huge degree, perhaps. Maybe with this podcast. I'm sorry, go ahead. Number two. <laughs> Number two. Okay, yeah. Blade Runner 2049. That, oh, man. That really almost made it for me. Oh, man. Not to give so, away what's on my list, but I love Blade so Runner. So Blade Runner is one of those films that uh, it, you got to kind of... Like, you can't just jump into Blade Runner. I fell asleep the first time I saw it in the movie theater. I saw it again, right, and know, I loved like it. it, 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 it it's, a, it's, it's a tough movie to watch. I don't know if you saw Did you see the original Blade Runners? Oh, yeah. I love the original Blade Runner. My favorite is the director's cut where they, they insinuate. Right, but there's a director's cut, and then there's the final cut. There's a final cut. Is that, the final that, cut the one where, where they insinuate that he's also a replicant? Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Then yeah, yeah. That's the one that. That's right, the one that but I. Like. But, it, but the final cut does a lot better job of pacing and stuff like that. But the thing is that like the movie was meant to be kind of a film noir kind of type type of movie, mm-hmm. slow pacing, very thematic and stuff like that with the atmosphere and so on and so forth. And that was something that I didn't understand really when I saw Blade Runner when I was uh, a kid, when I first saw the the original Blade Runner, and mm-hmm. I didn't like it. But then yeah. in preparation for this movie, I saw Blade Runner again. I saw the final cut as well. And it, I understood it better. I appreciated it better. So then when I saw Blade Runner 2049, I, I, I was already in that mindset of appreciating for its uh, atmosphere, um, the, 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 uh, the nuances, especially of Ryan Gosling, which is you know one of my favorite actors because he's like... He, he can convey, like, this very vulnerable uh, emotion with, and you know, without speaking. Guy, right? you know, yeah, exactly. And then the thing is with this movie, like, there's very few scenes where, where he actually, like, conveys, like, human emotion. Because you can see him suppressing that human emotion throughout the entire film until it actually kind of explodes out of him. Mm-hmm. And when it does, it for me, it's, like, pure, you know, pure cinema, cinema for me, you know, like... Like the time and place that he explodes with this emotion and and you know the visuals and all that stuff. Visuals uh, are amazing. You know, yeah, I thought it was an absolutely amazing movie and with from the, a cinematic standpoint. So that's why it's in my top three. And with uh, the up and coming Anna de Armas was in that movie as well. If you remember, she was his uh, his oh, the, uh, his girlfriend. That yes, was the, 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 the hologram AI, AI, AI yeah, type exactly. of thing. So that was her. Yeah, that was her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I really, yeah, I really love that movie. Like I said, I fell asleep because I went to see it at midnight. That was my mistake. That's for, a tough movie to watch, like in the, the dark, thing. late at night. Yeah, yeah it's, 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 it, it is saw, a tough movie to watch. I saw that at the Alamo Draft House at midnight. 
Did, so, you, did you fall asleep a little bit too? I did not. Um, my wife Amy did, mm-hmm. and, and when she woke up, she, she woke up. She was like, "What?" Like everybody heard it in the movie theater. Like, one of those <laughs> That's weird funny. like she was dreaming or something like that. Well, she woke up at one of these, one of the like, right toward the end, uh-huh. and it was a it was perfectly timed when she did it because it, it fit the scene perfectly. You know, <laughs> people thought it was and in the I, movie, but they were at, like, I was like, "What the heck is going on here?" It was it was a little tough at midnight to watch, yeah. but I still it was good enough that I I stayed up and watched it. It was really good. I, I really loved the themes that it explored. I know a lot of movies yeah. about androids do this, but like I think it was one of the best movies at like talking about what it means to be human. I think that's what I loved about it. It's one of those movies that like it's because there's so much nuance uh, throughout the entire film that you really do kind of have to watch this film with plenty of time in between multiple times so that you can learn something new every single time you watch it that's how i felt about the original blade runner yeah and i feel like i can still watch the original blade runner and pick up some new things that's how and deep that's those how movies yeah are. these movies are really really deep and that's why i love them so much and it's one of those movies that like you either hate it or you love it yeah you know? i loved it um so i Phil can P. get Dick with a lot awesome. of people not liking it but for me it's definitely in my top and before i get to the number one my honorable mention is yeah, going to yeah. be, uh, I have two. So the first one's going to be Django. Uh, I love Django Unchained. Um, mm-hmm. It's one of my favorite Tarantino movies. But <laughs> it's... Uh, another great Leo performance. Yes. It's, it is another Leo. wonderful Leo performance. I thought that was like, he was amazing <clears throat> in the film. Um, it's just, it's not... It's not one of those films that I can just leave playing in the background all the time, you know. It's like like a lot of these films on the le- the list, I have no problem watching over and over and over again. And mm-hmm. Django is one of those movies I gotta kind of still be like in the mood to watch. I okay. can't just leave it in the background like as like you know white noise and stuff. I approached um, my list the same way. I was like, how, how many times have I watched this movie? Yeah, yeah, that's you that's know? you know that's how I have it. And then the other one on on my honorable honorable mentions is Joker. And the reason mm-hmm. Joker is not in the top ten for me yeah, is because surprised. as much as I loved the movie, um, I thought that it was just still it was still a great movie, especially in the field of the movies that came out in the last year, which is why it deservedly won the Academy Award for best movie, um, best actor, it's be, in, it's best actor. Best Sorry, picture. best actor. So, but I think because of Joaquin's performance, uh, you know, deservedly so won and all that stuff. I still just thought it was a great joker movie not the best joker heath ledger is still my joker you know i agree um and uh and he's not the real joker joaquin we don't know this yet yeah i know i'm just throwing that in there but still but but again still the um the 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 thing about it is just that like i thought it was just a really great movie um i don't think that there was aside from the performance itself okay the performance was phenomenal from Hawking Phoenix. Mm-hmm. But the story itself was still just still just it was it was still just a good movie. It wasn't anything yeah. that was like groundbreaking to me. It wasn't the performance was groundbreaking the 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 story itself was not anything like astounding. Like, you know, like a lot of these uh, movies that I have on the list for me are stories that I've never that I can't imagine seeing anywhere else. I can totally see a story like the Joker being told from you know like Twelve Monkeys with Bruce Willis. We already you know just we already saw a movie like that about thirty years ago. It's called Falling Down. 
you know, or 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 taxi driver, or taxi driver, you know. So like, you know, like it's is good though. You know, the, the, these are yeah. it's it's not like a groundbreaking story, um, and all that. So, uh, and number one for me is gonna be Interstellar, because Interstellar, because Interstellar for me is is a movie that I can watch at all times. I think that the uh, the, the soundtrack to Interstellar is uh, absolutely amazing. It's a movie that kind of, again, inspires me to do do great things just because, you know, like there's more out there for the, you know, like for uh, when it comes to like uh, the theme of like exploration and space and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. it just inspires me to like want to do more. And um but you the really music enjoy inspirational movies. Is kind yeah, of like I do. That I get from here. You know, which me, I understand. Like, yeah, because for me, like inspiration is what gets me, like gets my emotions going and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And and you know, I like feeling hopeful about. And a lot of these movies are about like feeling hopeful about the future and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and nothing is more hopeful than a movie about like saving humanity, saving humanity right? <laughs> uh, in the craziest in, way, in the craziest way, in the most unimaginable way. Yeah, um, and you know, like it's, literally breaking the universe to save humanity. Right, exactly, and 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 mainly because of the the, the score from Hans Zimmer. I literally listen to the the entire soundtrack like all the time. Whenever I'm doing work, I put it in the background. If I'm cleaning the house, I just put it in the background, just because it's easy. Don't need lyrics. I just you know when I listen to the soundtrack, I'm replaying the movie in my head because I already know like the different scenes based on like the soundtrack itself so i loved i love this the design of the sets and of the places that they visited in this movie like that ocean planet right and like the ship the black hole looked amazing apparently being modeled <laughs> after real physics well, that's I, well here's the thing that's something until that was the movie until we actually yeah, got the I'm, first yeah. image of the actual black hole before that 99 percent of scientists said that it's not factual because of, that's not what a black hole would look like and they and were then, all wrong three or four years later <laughs> we got the first image of the black hole last year and and it looks exactly like the uh, black hole that was used in the film. Right, we've got that first blurry image, and already you were like, "Holy crap, it's Interstellar!" Yeah, it's exactly. And then you so got the clear my, image, and you're like, "It's definitely Interstellar." Yeah. And and yeah, so that's that's my top my top ten. That's a really awesome and interesting top ten as well. And I really like the angle that you take, like I said, of being inspired by film because that's kind of what you do with art, right? Art is I mean, supposed that's the thing. to inspire. For me, for me, yeah. yeah, art art for me like has to like kind of. Yeah, good art should inspire at the very least. Even bad art, but good art like almost creates a greater inspiration in you, which is yeah, interesting. Bad art inspires you to break it. <laughs> <laughs> to uh to let it die, kill it if you have to. Oh god. Anyways. <laughs> anyways. <clears throat> um all right, so let's get into my list and my number 10 <coughs> is not going to require uh, a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of, of description. It's Logan. And all I'll say about that movie is, like, just, um, you've talked about this before, Wolfie, like, just the relationship between father, father and daughter in that movie. And Daphne Keene, that, that little kid is cute as heck. Like, she's, like, killing everybody all movie. And then, like, when she finally speaks, she's got this squeaky voice. No! Yeah. Like, it's in, in Spanish, yeah. no less. <laughs> awesome. Love that movie. My number nine... And this this is a movie that you recommended to me, Walt, and I am so thankful that you recommended this to me because it's so out there. 
is Mandy with Hello. Nicolas Cage. I love that Oh, movie. man, I forgot about is, that. Is that. I still that haven't the seen the craziest it. thing? I loved it. It's beautiful. And, and you watch it, and, like, there's so many weird layers in every moment that you watch. And it's, like, the special effects are awesome. The action is out there. Nicolas Cage is crazy. Like, just everything about that movie visually is, like, it's... it's <laughs> To me, it's probably one of the most interesting movies of the last decade, and that's why I love it so much. Never watch that movie while you're on drugs. <laughs> but I'm, I'm saying you should take drugs, but never watch that movie while you're on drugs. That movie is a drug, though. That movie does get you messed up, I think. Oh, yes. Number eight for me uh, was a movie that I recently like talked about on a previous podcast was Uncut Gems with Adam Sandler. Okay? Oh, and my gosh. Oh, I watched that movie. can't oh. believe I didn't put that in my top ten. Oh. That movie is so good. You know why I love that movie? Because, like... The, the entire movie is an exercise in inducing anxiety and making say, you feel like you are his character. I was literally clinching my butt the whole time. Yo, and I saw, and so one of my friends saw it the other day, and we were talking about how intense that movie yeah, is. Yeah, it's really intense. And I really, really love it. And it really gives you a great insight into the mind of somebody who's just flat out addicted to something. And it's not drugs or alcohol, it's something totally different. He's addicted to gambling, which I thought was really interesting. And Adam Sandler, it's one of my favorite performances of the year. My number. Seven movie is one of my favorite movies uh, in the in the in well probably one of my favorite comic book movies that ever actually but Winter Soldier Captain America Winter Soldier and the reason for that for me was simple um, I kind of touched on this earlier when we were talking about Logan but for me Winter Soldier was one of the first movies <clears throat> to take comic books and again not to denigrate the medium of comic books because the stories have always been so wonderful and complex. But it showed people that that those kinds of movies, <clears throat> Martin Scorsese, could be really, really interesting and bend genres and do things that comic book movies, again, to be specific, hadn't really done before. So The Winter Soldier, great action. Love that movie. It's one of my favorite movies, obviously, of the last decade. My number six uh, was actually It Follows, that little horror film that came out a couple of years ago. Movie. I actually like had lost my enthusiasm for horror a little bit. Uh, earlier in the decade, and then I saw It Follows, and that reinvigorated my love for good atmospheric horror. Yeah, horror like, is making a comeback. Horror is making a huge comeback. Yep. Like you said, with like you know people like Lee Whannell and like James Wan and all and, these and just, wonderful movies. Just the way that Blumhouse um, goes about doing their their business model and and turning these little small budget films and. and Making yeah. them like huge hits, making them know? massive hits, and this exactly. was a really big hit. This was critically acclaimed, and like I really enjoy movies that have a lot going on under the surface beyond what's obvious. And I think this movie has a lot of great subtext to it, and that really made me enjoy that a lot. Uh, my number five movie um, was Hell or High Water, and oh my goodness, like. To me, the easiest way to describe this movie in a sentence is if you guys have seen No Country for Old Men, mm -hmm. this is this decade's No Country for Old Men to me. Like that, like just that caper movie, that like movie where everyone's trying to like somehow win over everybody else and you're not. Even though in, in No Country for Old Men there was a clear villain in quotes, this movie doesn't have something as clear, right? But like it's just awesome to see the interplay between everyone trying to get what they want for themselves in, in what in what are like really rational and honest ways. Like oh, they're yeah, just trying absolutely. to you know get they're trying to, to help <laughs> themselves in this world. And like the performance from Chris Pine was phenomenal. Jeff Bridges phenomenal. Um, I can I cannot recommend that movie enough. My number four was a movie that recently came out, and this one just slipped into the list. I talked about it a couple of weeks ago. Is Parasite. 
Um, and the reason I love Parasite so much is it plays a lot with the same themes that you've seen in other movies by Bong Joon-ho of like Snowpiercer. Mm -hmm. It's a really interesting exercise in class warfare. It's a really interesting, interesting exercise in how class can clash, how poor people can be, can do the wrong thing, how rich people can do the wrong thing. And what's interesting about this movie that I think is reflective of the real world is there's no middle class characters in this movie. I think that was intentional. Uh, my number three film that I can get into a little bit more, the reason that I really, really love this film, I, I was a huge fan of Moonlight, and I really think it deserved to win the Oscar that year. And the reason, the reason that I love Moonlight is, like, you don't have to be, you don't have to identify specifically with the character in this movie who's a young gay black man mm -hmm. who's trying to find his place in the world. I think it's a very universal theme in this movie. I think what's wonderful about it is it's about, like, when you're young and you're disillusioned and maybe if you like I think we've all had a relatively like stable and good life role but like this is like the perspective of somebody who's like an outcast in a sense right like, his way of finding his place into the world what, what I the love how that, that relates what was the movie that won that year it was Moonlight Remember, oh, yeah, La, remember yeah, originally right. they said La La Land? That was the controversy. Right, that's right. That was the year they were like, La La Land. Oh, wait. Whoops. That was a Steve My Harvey bad. moment? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. That was the movie that, that was supposed to win, and then like they kind of took away from it a little bit. Um, but it also, like, the, the, the young cast, the young man that plays the main character through three eras of his life, or the, the three different young men, I should say, yeah, all do a fantastic job. Okay, so that's one thing that's great. I mean... Maharshala Ali is quickly becoming one of the best actors alive he today, is, yeah. mm -hmm. and he won he's, he won the best supporting actor. He's actor super for that he's one. super versatile. That guy, that yeah. guy can play like roles left to right. He's, he's gonna be Blade soon, dude. I can't wait to Which see I that. I cannot wait. They could not have been a more perfect casting. I think. Right. He made he made uh, Luke Cage season one really really great. I think he was the best part of Luke Cage season one. Yeah. Once he um, once he left that that uh, season went downhill. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't horrible, but it was not as good as it was. I think mm -hmm. when he I was think there. everybody was comparing all the Marvel shows to Daredevil so that's probably kind of what happened there but anyway I really enjoyed season this, 2 though I finished season 2 actually just recently and I really really enjoyed where they went with, with um and they're never gonna resolve that thing they might well, well anyway this is a non-moonlight uh, conversation exactly. yeah I was about to, I was about to go on a different tangent what's uh what's your, what would you no, 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 say? no 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 I was gonna I was gonna say something completely unrelated so <laughs> what's your number 2 my number 2 my number 2 uh, my number two film was Manchester by the Sea um, with uh, Casey Affleck. And I don't know if you have you seen that movie? I think I, I, I definitely have. I don't remember it too much, though. Well, that was the movie, remember, where like they're both struggling with the loss of their child. Right. Yes. And like to me, again, that's a movie that like it's a very universal thing. Like how do we react to loss? Especially like I'm not, I, don't have a I don't have children. And Walt, you know, you have our two young men over here. And... Like, even for me, that movie kind of really drove home, like, how much an event like that can destroy people. Just flat out destroy was, them. Was that one directed by Ben Affleck also? Or no? I don't think so. But it was Casey Affleck was the, yeah, was no, the, main, the main guy. I don't know. Let me find out real there quick, was, actually. Yeah. Um, let me just look that up real quick. But, like, again, Manchester by the Sea, like, the performances were fantastic from Casey Affleck mm -hmm. and from yeah. Michelle Williams. Right. Like you understood them, even though like Casey Affleck did all these crazy things, and like Michelle Williams like had her own faults, and then the young man in that movie that that was his uh, nephew or cousin, I can't recall, 
who's also an up-and-coming actor as well. He's been in a couple of things that I've seen recently. I saw, um, I don't know if you guys know about that movie, Honey Boy, that's about Shia LaBeouf's life. I want to see that. It was pretty damn good. And that guy who was in uh, Manchester by the Sea, who was the young man, who his name I can't remember, he's in it and he does a fantastic job. He plays Shia LaBeouf, actually, okay. in that movie. Just so you know, um, it, it was written and directed by Kenneth Logernan. Okay, okay. So shout out to him because for me, like, again, this movie, like, really drives home the pain of loss. And, like, not only how it can destroy you, but how it can destroy everyone around you. Um, there's another great show on, on uh, Showtime, Kidding, with Jim Carrey, mm -hmm. that you guys might like if you enjoyed this movie as well. But number two for me, easily Manchester by the Sea. I absolutely love that film. So, before I get into my number one, I have a couple of honorable mentions here. Eli, I actually agreed with you. Us was a wonderful movie. And again, because of all the subtext, all the stuff that lied underneath the main story there, I really, really enjoyed Us for that reason. And I thought, it, I thought Elizabeth Moss and Lupita Nyong'o were phenomenal in that movie. Phenomenal in that movie. It wasn't scary, but it was unsettling. Yeah, yeah, it was very unsettling. It's very unsettling. So, like, it was, it was definitely something that I really, really, really enjoyed. My other one, for an honorable mention, was uh, Avengers Infinity War. Just because I thought it was so different from most movies. Not from all movies, but, like, from many movies that we've seen. And certainly from comic book movies, where you get the villain arc. The villain is the main character. And he wins at the end. I thought that there was something so wonderful about how they put that movie together in that way. And my last honorable mention is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which I... I like, like, again, obviously these three movies, I really wanted them to creep into my top ten. But Into the Spider-Verse, we said a lot about it already. There's not much more to say. It was a fantastic movie. If you love Spider-Man, if you love comic books, if you just love movies, you would really, really enjoy this movie, I think. Um, but let's get into my numero uno. Oh, boy. My favorite film of the last decade is Mad Max Fury Road. Whoa, okay. There you go. So, to me, there's almost, there's, there's not enough that I can say about movie, this movie. Number one, to me, it's the best action film of the last decade, hands down. For Easy. sure. 100% Easy. as far and as action said, goes. You said it before 1, yourself. It, yep. was, it was in your top ten as well. But, like, to me, what I loved about this movie is, like, well, among many things, I love how, like, it didn't need to use a lot of dialogue to say much. Everything was really, really told through body language, through the action scenes that they went through, through what, through their actions in the film. Especially the Max character, he didn't really talk that much yeah, at all. He didn't, yeah, um, and it sort of gave some of the other characters a chance to slide, uh, to shine, like Furiosa, the War Boys, um, you know, the women that were that they were trying to save, essentially, and like the way that it showed how they dealt with the abuse that they suffered from from Immortan Joe. Uh, like again, this movie has so much subtext, but the chase scenes, phenomenal. Like the the stunts are are among the best stunts I've ever seen in any movie, hands down. Not even in just the last decade. I think stunt wise, that movie really accomplished something that like, in a real sense, I think it kind of brought back more traditional stunts to Hollywood because they saw how well it could be done if you really planned it out in a brilliant way. The CGI was minimal, which I loved. They just used that to maybe create some storms in the background and all of that. Yeah, I mean, Mad Max only had 63 lines of dialogue, you know, or Max himself. Max, Max had only 63 lines. Furiosa had 80, and the total count was like one, 
1,247 lines, which all can be read in like about five minutes. Yeah. It was like, and as a lot of it was a Morton Joe. A lot of it was a Morton Joe just like monologuing yeah, exactly. to his people. Yeah. And I loved how they, they showed, I think, not completely accurately necessarily, although we don't know, but what would happen in the breakdown of society? What would happen if like there was no water and all of infrastructure was shut down? Like you, you would obviously have these warlords like Immortan Joe kind of rise up and take over everything and become almost these mythical or religious figures the way that he was in that movie. And I mean, I, mean, I just saw that movie so many times also. That's true, I did. <laughs> over and yeah. over and over again. And I'm actually sad because I missed the opportunity to see it in black and white when they re-released it in the theater. Oh, I did not. Oh, I forgot about that. I, yeah, I'm oh, so that upset that I didn't get amazing. to do that. I would have loved to have seen that. Maybe they'll release it in black and white, but I would have loved to have seen it in the theaters. Keep and an eye out for Alamo Draft House because they do that kind of stuff every so often. Maybe so. they'll do it again, right? Like, yeah. hopefully. Maybe if they'll be follow, like a five-year or ten-year like anniversary. List, mm-hmm. Whenever they do, like, events like that, like, they'll do... I mean, recently they did, like, uh, like a uh, Five Fingers of Death, like, that was... Um, uh, scored by RZA and then narrated by RZA at the theater. Mm-hmm. So they do cool things like this every once in a while. So if That's, you follow their list, you might be able to catch some Mad Max stuff. Whenever whenever there's like a Mad Max like uh, anniversary or something. Yeah, I mean like also it was kind of interesting how like that director who hadn't done anything except like what, Babe, Pig in the City for like happy, the last happy feet 20 years and Happy Feet 2. He just came back and he like reasserted himself as like, yo, remember Mad Max and how awesome that movie was? Here it is again. And well, it's like even better all, than it ever all was. those three movies also. Yeah. And, and supposedly Mad Max 2 um, was also hailed as one of the best action films of its time at, when it released also. Oh, I love Mad Max yeah, 2. So. I love Mad Max. I mean, that's the one that really like put Mad Max on the map anyway, yeah. because the first one was actually almost nothing like all the other Mad Max movies. It was set before the apocalypse, before the end of the world happened. So it was a little more of a traditional film. And you know, Mad Max kind of created this dystopian like you know, roving clans of warriors like jumping on their steeds or vehicles. Uh, but not like as much action, action as not as much accent as uh, Babe a Pig in the City. No, not, nowhere so, even close. Babe yeah. Pig in the City is is probably the second best action movie of the last. Uh, there were steeds in that also. <laughs> <laughs> but so. I mean, there's there's so many reasons for me to love that movie. Um, Witness me, and I mean, I don't know. It was just. There's, there's the, I, I just would never stop talking about it if somebody asked me to talk about Mad Max Fury Road. And I'm going to go watch it again just because I was reminded about how much I loved that freaking movie. But that's my top ten. I throw it to you, sir, to take us home. <sighs> all right. You know what sucks about going last? But not least. Because you hear all these lists and then you look at your list and you're like... Damn, I, I should have been I, there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, there, there's some movies that generally I should have considered on my list. And I'm looking at this I'm like... Hmm, I may need to make some changes, but you know what? I'm going to roll with it. Um, for me, my top ten, starting at the number 10 for my top 10 list, it's a movie that I just, whenever it comes on, I have to stop and, and sit down and, and watch a little bit because I enjoy the heck out of it. That's uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Um, Ow! Yeah. It, it's just such a fun <clears throat> film. Um, you know, Scott Pilgrim and the... Uh, the associate, what is it? The Association of Evil Exes or, yeah. or the League of Evil Exes yeah. or something? 
you know. And there are some great characters there. I mean, Brandon Routh's character, the vegan. I mean, he is. There is so much joy watching that that movie when I watch it. Um, And you know, uh, there's some pretty cool, cool video game callbacks. You know, every time they fight, you know, they lose. They become coins when they get defeated. Yeah. So um, it's it's such a really fun film. So um, that's why I put it up there. For me, number nine is Hereditary. That's an A24 film. I went to go see that in Williamsburg at midnight also. And maybe the reason why I look at that film with such fondness is because I did go see it in the movie theater. And it was just having the experience with the rest of the audience because they were really pumped and they were really into that film. I mean, like I was telling Jose earlier... When I when I walked into the film, a gentleman and his girlfriend sat sat next to us, and he goes to me like this. He was like, "Listen, I'm going to tell you this right now. Um, if you hear me screaming like a girl, just please don't judge me because you know when I come to these type of movies, it freaks me out. And let me tell you something. You know, uh, I needed earplugs, so that that was a really good film, but." Also, the experience of being there and watching with a whole bunch of people, that's what really made it one of my top ten films. Mm-hmm. Um, number eight is A Quiet Place. And again, the experience of being in the movie theater watching that, because it's such a quiet film, <laughs> and literally there were people in the audience that stopped eating popcorn because it was making too much noise. Or oh, you heard them start to chew like, oh, absolutely. Slowly. Like, like the first 15 minutes, you had people going... <laughs> 20, 30 minutes, it was just dead silent. Everybody <laughs> stopped. You know what I'm saying? People are slurping soda like no, you didn't hear trying didn't not hear to make the noise. Yeah, you didn't hear that. And and again, it was a different take on the genre. And, you know, having John Krasinski not only write it but direct it, you know, um, he's a, I, he's one of my favorite actors. You know, I loved him in office, you know what I'm saying? Um, Great Jack he Ryan. He was also Jack Ryan. He was in um, 13 Hours in Benghazi, which was a, a pretty criminally underrated film. He's I, also a uh, doctor. Is he? He got his doctor from Brown University recently. Oh, what? really? In what and he's married to Emily Blunt. And he was supposed to be Captain America at one point. But he might, he, awesome. he might be Mr. Fantastic. He might be Mr. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah exactly. I think he would be a better Mr. Fantastic. Because he, like, he has like... He's he got can, the he, look. He's got the look. He can play the smart guy, but also with like a wise, wise-ass mm-hmm. attitude. Mm-hmm. So, Which is yeah, great for I, Mr. Fantastic. I, yeah. think, I think it's going to work out at the end not, if he does get cast. Not to hijack, but do you think Emily Blunt should be a visible woman? Like, 1,000% because they have awesome chemistry. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And that's his life in real life anyway. I agree. Exactly. Yeah, it works. It, it works. So. Mm-hmm. Um, my number seven film is a Korean film. It's called Train to Busan. Ah, yes. This is what happens with these lists. Everyone's like, oh no. That's awesome. I love it. I heard that was great. That was a great film. Um, The way that they do the zombies. um, It it was, you know, it, it, it takes 28 days later and make those zombies look slow. Damn, really? Yeah. Well, I guess if you're chasing a train. <laughs> no, I, I know, I know. Listen, there's there is a literally a point where the zombies hold on to the train and you see like two hundred of them just being dragged by this thing and zombies climbing on top of each other to oh, like, get like, on the train. World War Z kind of with they when they climb the wall. Yes, yeah, oh, I like to World War Z you know too. Yeah. 
So that was a good one too. It's an emotional. It's it's just from the start, it just grips you, and and the action it never lets go. It's just constant, you know. So that's one of my favorite. I'll watch that movie a dozen times. So on Netflix too, up, I have to watch. Yeah, that. if it shows up, I'm watching it. Um, for me, number six is a movie that took the superhero genre and kind of changed it a little bit, and that's Chronicle. Um, mm. I don't know if you've ever seen that. I don't not one know what Chronicle you mentioned is. It also, right? You do not know what Chronicle is. Yeah, I know what Chronicle is. One of you mentioned it also, right? Was I did. It? You did yeah. mention it, yes, right? Mm-hmm. Please uh-huh. go out and watch Chronicle. It is. It is. Michael I only have Jordan. one day to watch all these movies. I can't <laughs> is, watch every so single watch, movie. Watch Chronicle from Sunset. It's Michael B. Sunrise? Jordan yeah. before Sunset he Sunrise. was Michael B. Jordan. Okay. Okay. Um, well, I've he, seen a lot of early Michael B. Jordan stuff. I was already a fan of his before he got into any of the the action stuff or big name stuff. The Wire. So it, it's literally Where's it's Wallace? literally a group of friends who gain power through meteor a meteorite. Oh. I do know this movie. It's one of those yes. found film yes. footage kind of yeah, films. Yeah, yeah. I do. Very, yes, very I do well remember done. the film. Yes. Very, mm-hmm. very well done. It is one of my favorite superhero movies um, out there. Um, for me, number five, I had to put this on my list, and I'm ashamed that I didn't have it there before, and that has to be Star Wars The Last Jedi. Um, Ooh, awesome. Again, I did make a change. You know, I, I went against what I, what I was going to do. I said, this is going to be my list, and I'm not changing it. But I have to put it in there because I love Ryan Johnson's films. And I think, honestly, this is going to be this generation's Empire Strikes Back. I agree. Because... I think the backlash is not going to last. It, exactly. They're going to go back and they're going to revisit this film. And they're going to see the intent that, that he was trying to do with this. And I had wished that Rise of Skywalker had continued that storyline because it was a different way of looking at the Jedi and the Force. Mm-hmm. And... There was, I walked out of that movie theater, and there were there were problems with that movie. Certainly, but it wasn't perfect, I walked but it was out of that movie theater with a genuine excitement for what I, the next same, film could be. Right. I was really excited saying? for the movie. Like, I was, especially Broom Boy, and the notion that you know what anybody can have this power. It's not just relegated to the Skywalkers. Mm-hmm. That to me was exciting because you know what, as much as I love the Skywalker saga and stuff like that there are other stories to be told that's a huge universe and this was the first movie within the skywalker saga that said you know what we can do other things not just skywalker and and that to me excited me you know what i'm saying and unfortunately we had the disappointment that was the rise of skywalker afterwards which took its time to try and um destroy everything that The Last Jedi was trying to do. Yeah. Um, that was very disappointing, but I had to put it up there. Um, number four on this list is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And again, um, it is Woo-hoo! my belief... <laughs> it is my belief that this is the best Spider-Man movie that we've had to date. And I love the animation style. I thought it was invented. I, I love the way they, they you know, they kind of... <laughs> Had the different styles for me. Um, Spider Man Noir was awesome. <laughs> Spider Ham, that was like a, like a childhood idol of mine, practically. Um, then you had the manga <laughs> Spider Man, which was they had all this these different type of spiders, and it just it just blended so well. Spider Gwen, like um, 
and the two Peter Parkers, and played by two Parkers. different voice actors, which was cool. Yeah, exactly. Because it was Jake Johnson and Chris Pine was the was yeah, the one Chris at the beginning. Yeah, Chris Pine was the first one, though. Which I didn't know when dies, I saw it. Right? Yeah, Chris Pine was the, uh, the the one that had everything right going for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Jake yeah, Johnson, Johnson perfectly encapsulated yeah, the, perfect the schlubby Spider-Man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, oh, for me, I, I really enjoyed that movie. And like I said, the, the bagel moment I will always love. Bagel. You know? It was just, it was, it's really good. Can you, we just say that's our? That's probably our favorite movie moment, practically of the last bagel. decade. Because it came out of nowhere. Yeah, I'm really, I'm, I'm gonna get me a bagel tomorrow morning. Just the guy throws the thing, and it's right above it. You see the the little text box bagel. Just gets smacked in the head. Beautiful, just beautiful. <laughs> oh man. So now I'm down to my top three. Oh yeah. Here we go. Let's see what we got here. Number three for me is Star Wars. Uh, a star? No, Rogue One. A Star Wars story. Eight. Okay. Oh. Uh, for me, I thought it was one of these movies that took the original Star Wars New Hope and actually made it better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because... As AJ mentioned earlier, like, because of the telling of that story, we right. really fleshed it out so much more. Exactly. And, mm-hmm. and there are very few movies that do that. And, you know, like I said, everything was well thought. Now, that movie had issues with its production because originally it was... Um, Gareth Edwards? Gareth no, Edwards. Was he the one that yeah. ended up doing it? No, he was the one that did it. And then um, Gilroy came in and, and redid uh, some shots to it. So, you know, that had a, a troubled thing. But it still worked. And it still worked. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, if I remember correctly, they were still doing uh, post-production like a month before the movie came out. So they were really, really rushing to get this out the door and stuff. And like I said, it, it's one of these movies where I enjoyed it. And again, it, it follows the theme of Last Jedi where you don't need the Skywalkers to tell a good Star Wars story. No, you don't even need you the know? Force to tell a good exactly. Star Wars story. You know? um, I mean, there was what, so Star many... Wars is not just the Force. Thank it's not. you. Thank you. It's Star Wars. It's not like the Force. It's not called the Force, the movie. And you have so many great <laughs> characters in there, too. I mean, one of my you know, favorite characters in Star Wars ever, uh, Donnie Yen's character, Chirrut Imwe. I love I him. am the Force, and the Force is with me. Yeah. I love that line. You know what I'm saying? And, and it just embodies everything that movie should and, and does do. And it, into, it gives you um, some tiebacks to Clone Wars because you see Saw Guerrero in that movie, mm-hmm. which is, I think that's like the first movie that actually took a character from the animated space and brought it into the, the, the film. Yep. Arena, I would say, right? yeah, most definitely. Yeah. Most definitely. So there, there was a lot to like about that movie. Um, Darth me, Vader at the end. And Vader. Oh, that moment. That's yeah. when we finally that got to see Vader at his most badass. Now, the but, only thing, yeah. the only at least problem, the only problem that I have with yeah, that. Yeah, I know. We know all know what the problem is. The only problem that it's I a have continuity with that moment issue. is that you have Vader at his mo- most badassedness. Uh-huh. And literally, you go into New Hope, and he's he can barely lift his lightsaber he's when like he a, fights. He's like a Obi-Wan clunky Obi-Wan old warrior, right? But that's see, the, thing, the, the only issue I may have with the movie because you see him, and he's so ferocious in that scene. Oh yeah! And then you get the fight with him and yes, Obi Wan. Yes, that's true. But the thing is that, like in the New Hope, that's literally the, the 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 genesis of this universe that we fall in love with, and at that time. That is that's the best they can do to like no, no. show like badass. I agree. Screen, right? I agree. Oh, yeah, no, we don't. We know it's, it's just, a, a limitation. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it, it, it's 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 just hard. stark when you have that and you know right. that literally so, 
New Hope starts like five seconds after right, that movie. See, that's the thing. Look at it as like the story starts five seconds after that, but the movie you read it. That's make believe like you saw you you read this book ages ago and now you're seeing this new interpretation. No, that's fine. I look at I look at I look at the end of Rogue One as just an appendant interpretation of a new hope. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't go this is why when I watch the movies, I watch it from release date versus chronological order. Well listen, you know, it it, it is for me a small problem, but it's still my top three movie. Yeah, yeah. It's, so it doesn't it's, ruin it. I'm sorry that I'm jumping. It no, no, ruin no, no, no. it's fine. It's totally fine. Like I said, it's not that big of a deal because the moment is so iconic that I can I can brush it aside and say, okay, like you said, the first one was done in nineteen seventy seven. They didn't have the technology or the ability to do what they they do now. You know, it's just a little weird having that scene and then knowing you have the next scene. Um, but I digress. My number two movie is Logan. Hey, nice. Okay. Logan and, on and for me, I like nice. Logan. <laughs> I like Logan because of the story that it chose to tell. Um, I thought they they chose to take the characters and and have them finish their story in a very respectful and honest way. Um, one of the things that I really loved about that movie was the interplay between Logan and Professor X. Yes. I love that. Uh, I, I think, love Professor X's potty mouth in this movie yeah, also. Exactly. <laughs> you know? but, I, I, but I like how, you know, before Professor X was the one that was trying to help Logan, mm -hmm. and now those, those roles have reversed, mm -hmm. and Logan is the one that, you know, he, he he has a responsibility to Charles Xavier, and he said, "You know what? I'm going to take care of you now. You know, you've done, you've taken care of me for all these years and stuff like that. Now it's my turn. You know, and you can see that um, Charles Xavier is older, and he's he's losing control on his perception of reality. Um, he's losing the ability to control his powers, and they did mention an incident." That happened in what was it, West New York? Mm -hmm. In West, uh, Westchester. Westchester, you know. Mm -hmm. They didn't really delve too deep into that, but no. the implication was that it because of him he basically psychically murdered exactly, all you know? the other X Men by um, accident. And it was a fitting end to Logan's story. You know, I I think there you can't really say anything wrong about that movie because I agree. Um Every every action that he took in that movie, that's something that you would believe Logan would do. Mm -hmm. You know, every and, character is believable in that movie, which right. is what I think made it so great. Exactly. But, but beyond that, like I really like the theme, like you said, of how you know Professor X was the one who took in Wolverine and mm -hmm. Logan, really became like a parent to him. Exactly. And then in turn, Logan like took I mean, but, care of know, him but, when he got older, like he was his father. Exactly. You know what I mean? it's, it's, it's Wolverine kind of like was that, originally broken, and then Professor X was broken. It's that real family dynamic of mm -hmm. like you know how a family kind of, you know, how it handles things. At least in at least in you know maybe our culture, in in Latin families, like it's sort of like beholden on you to take care of your parents when they get older. Exactly. Mm -hmm. so, you know. You know, not just stick them in the home or whatever. So, and it was it was also about what you pass on, which mm -hmm, I thought right. was amazing right. as well. I thought that was really interesting as exactly. well. Exactly, God, man, that 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 movie did gut me a few times. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. You yeah, know, absolutely. Everybody was so. Caliban was awesome. Like all the characters yeah, were just so great. You know what I mean? And uh, what's what's the the actor's name who played the villain in that movie? Uh, 
Oh, Lord. Um, I can't remember, but he was just so great in that role also. Yeah, wasn't he like Narcos he was or believable. something like that? He was yeah. in the Predator, too. And he was in the Predator. I can't remember his name. Like He was just so Everything believable, Everything was pretty too. good. Everything was you great. Know? Yeah, there's nothing yeah. you can say that was wrong with that movie. Yeah. And, and just like I said earlier, how I felt like Winter Soldier evolved comic book movies. Mm-hmm. I feel like obvi- it's very obvious that Logan evolved comic book movies. Maybe as an extension of Deadpool. In a sense, even though it was totally different thematically, right? But like that, a rated R adult comic book movie. I mean, that's viable. what comic books that are. Is, that it's viable. Comic books are all, have been like that, like you mentioned, yeah. Wolfie. Yeah. Like they've been that, like for, like that for a while, and it's right. time that we got to enjoy that in the movies. And, and that's one of my the reasons why I kind of lamented Disney buying Fox because Fox at that time they were taking chances with their superhero franchises, um, Deadpool being one of them, mm-hmm. Logan being one of them, mm-hmm. and I don't know. As of yet, whether Disney's going to go that far with with their franchises now, they might, you know though. they they keep Deadpool, saying they that still Deadpool say it's gonna be, yeah. is going to be rated R. But you see some of the stuff that they're they're doing. Um, they're pulling Lizzie McGuire from Disney Plus because of certain themes and stuff like that. So really, yeah. So there there wow. there's some things that give me pause in terms of Disney owning Fox. Um, that being one of them, because I don't know if we will get another Logan. From the Disney brand, you know what and I, I hope that I'm wrong. You know what I think is going to happen there, though. I think I think what's going to happen there, not to get too far off topic, but I think what they're going to do, at least if they're smart, I really think that it's obvious that they have to do this. They have to take some of those properties over to Hulu. Well, I think that's the plan. That's their plan. That's their intention, right? Like right. there's certain things that they're going to keep on Hulu, and certain things that they're going to keep uh, put on Disney. Right, Plus. like mm-hmm. Disney Plus like is supposed to be the Hulu. family yeah. fair, yeah. fair type of stuff, and then Hulu is going to have your more adult oriented properties. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? I mean, at the end of the day, if they don't fulfill that for us, we're just going to end up maybe going to other brands that might be giving us those rated R comic book movies. Hopefully mm-hmm. DC Black will actually do something, yeah. you know, in the film scene. And it's so. getting popular everywhere. Even on TV, you look at, at shows like The Boys where that yeah, really exactly. ultra-violent... You know I mean? Obviously, there's a market. Harley so Quinn good. on DC Universe. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there, there's a market really for it. Good. Obviously, obviously the, the, the adults in the rooms that grew up on comics, we now have money to pay for movie tickets mm-hmm. and stuff like exactly. that. We're in our 30s, some of us. Yeah, give us what we want. Younger, some older. Give us what we want. You know, yeah, like it's, don't treat us like kids. Yes, so. exactly. Let the stuff we grow We make big us. boy money. Let's see big boy <laughs> exactly. shows and movies. The people have spoken. So before I get to number one, um, I'm going to give you some of my honorable mentions. And um, my list originally was 22 films. I mean, it was it was tough to, to knock it down. Um, for that top 10 spot, I had like about four films that I really wanted to put in there. Um, so I'll speak on, on them really briefly. Uh, for me, Dragon Ball Super Broly. I was going to make that a group honorable mention if nobody mentioned it. Yeah, no, I have to put <laughs> it. Because we all kind of yeah. wanted to put that on there. I, I'm a super fan of Broly, uh, the character, and I'm, I'm a huge fan go of Broly, Broly go, go. the movie. Go, Broly, go, go. That go, was Broly, go, go. a pure adrenaline rush watching in the movie. I think I went to the movies... Like five or six times to see it. Oh, really? That's yeah. more than me. I wow. watched it more than everybody. He's watched it more than everybody because we got a well. He's watched it more than everybody. You know, he's, he's also I, a kid and has all I, that extra no, time. I've Don't watched give me that. it like at least twelve times, and I'm not even joking. Twelve times? I thought more than that. Oh 12? no, it's definitely more than that. Yeah, more probably. There was a, there was a point you were watching it almost every day. Yeah. Yeah, so. for twelve days. Because I got bored, and then the only thing I had to do was that. I'm surprised it wasn't in your top ten. And then I watched Endgame, like, around 
Uh, 20 times. Well, okay. mm-hmm. actually, yeah, now that I'm thinking of it, Broly might be, um, Broly I've watched more than Avengers, so yeah. Yeah, you've watched the crap out of that movie. Yeah. So I had to put it in there. Um, it's a Disney movie. Thank you very much. Honorable mention. Yes, it um, is now. My other, my other two, Ex Machina. Yeah, that was close for me, man, because that yeah. was a really great movie about, in, in a similar vein to what it means to be human, like Blade Runner, which mm-hmm. almost made my list. And, and you had so Poe Dameron movies. and General Hux in that movie. Yeah. So. Um, and they were friends, and, sort and of. Poe dances. Yeah. So, but really good movie. And Lara Croft. Um, the other movie that almost made my top ten, and I really regret not putting it up there, but um, it was just too crowded for me. That's Inception. Uh, Inception was a great, great movie. I love <laughs> Christopher Nolan movies and stuff like that. And um, I, it was, and I, I like the ambiguity that you get at the very end of the movie. I like, you know. <laughs> Yeah, we get that also. You know, I've never seen the full movie. That's where it came from. (laughs) It's a it's a worthwhile movie. Like there were so many great movies, it was really hard to make these choices. And a lot of the movies that we all said, like Inception, are movies that I really wanted to creep in there. But probably like my top twenty five for sure. Movies like that. It's a movie that one of the movies that I like. It really makes you think, right? Because you you have the layering of the dreams that that they have, and uh, the layering of the consciousness that Mm -hmm. they have to go down. And everything is so well thought out, you know? Like, the first one, it, you're talking about minutes. The second one, you're talking about days. The third one, you're into years. You know, the fourth one, you're decades. into decades and stuff. So it's just the way all of that stuff is thought out, you know, it was really, really good. And, again, I, I struggled <laughs> really hard to try and put it in my top ten. But Very random, but I started watching uh, Rick and Morty. <laughs> there, there's an episode that parodies that so well. It's one of the first couple of episodes, and I don't want to spoil it, but it's so good. I gotta check it out, then. Rick and Morty is awesome. I, I knew it was awesome. It's the first episode. Yeah, it's actually, I think... Oh, no, it's it the is? second episode, isn't it? I think it's the second episode. Really? I'm pretty sure it's the second episode. because that's, that's an interesting way to start a series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you might be right, first but like, it's one of... It's either the first or the second episode, and okay. it's, it's fantastic, the way that they... Like, let's just say they involve other characters from other... Uh, like like completely different movies. Uh, oh yeah, I, I know that I know that don't about. necessarily belong in there, <laughs> but they relate to dreams, and that's all I'm gonna say. Okay, I gotta check it out. <laughs> all right, so my number one all time greatest, awesomest, bestest type of movie for the decade. Oh my god, you probably know what it is. I do. Number one, Captain America: Winter Soldier. Ah, Boom. Okay. Damn, did not expect that. What a movie, though. Love that movie. Thank you for giving me a chance to talk about it a little bit more. (laughs) Yes, and that is one of my favorite Captain America suits, that stealth suit that he uses. Possibly the best action scene, the individual action scene. There's two of them, actually. But the, well, yeah, him fighting fighting Bucky in the beginning. Yep. And the elevator fight. Not that the end fight wasn't amazing, but that elevator fight was so iconic. That elevator fight is is amazing. Um, it took so them badass. how long how long to do it um, before we and, begin? And the choreography. Does anyone want to get out? <laughs> yeah, I <you> know. <laughs> the fight choreography is amazing in that in that film. Um, it it 
had that spy thriller, and that was I think that was one of the first movies that introduced the notion of genre in the right. MCU. That's what I said earlier. That's you what know? I love about it. It was like it doesn't have to be like this. Stick to this singular. And it was so intelligent genre. the way they did it. You know. Yeah. Um, and and it had a. It, it's funny because I used to watch a show called um, Agents of Shield, mm-hmm. and Agents of Shield actually suffered um, because of Winter Soldier because. They were building a tie-in to Winter Soldier, which ended up being the uh, helicarriers. The helicarriers, if you go continuity by um, Agents of Shield, it was a project that was sanctioned under them, and they were the one that that were building it for Fury. Um, but the show actually suffered because of it because they had to hold back all that information. And I they heard about move that. The story forward because of that. Once they once they were on. Un- tethered from that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. actually became a better show um, but I mean you know you had the iconic moments of, of the, the elevator fight you know the fight um, on the streets with Bucky you know mm-hmm. the, the revelation that the Winter Soldier is Bucky mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying which I mean, so you read the comics you knew but still like right. the way that they did yeah. it was fabulous exactly mm-hmm. um, to me there is not one single thing that I can find wrong with that movie. Um, I, I just love that movie. I think, I mean, yeah, it's definitely, like I said, that was the movie that, because when, when okay, so like I have an admission to make. When the MCU first started launching, I didn't really care that much. This was at a point in my life when like I wasn't as much into comic books as I had been in the past. I was kind of like, I had lost it a little bit. Yeah. Same. You know? Yeah, right, right. Yeah, I mean, same. I feel like, you know, when you're an adult, sometimes you get into different things. You yeah, sometimes exactly. lose a little bit of what you loved when you were a kid. And I was like, you know, I don't have time for this stuff. It's kid stuff. Like, I haven't read comics books in years. And it, it sounds so silly and so stupid now when I look back at it. I'm like, what was I thinking? You know? And, like, I definitely had seen the Avengers and movies like that. And I enjoyed them and Iron Man, all the movies that became before that, but I wasn't like floored or blown away by any stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. And then The Winter Soldier came out. And I was like, this, so this is what they're aspiring to. They're really trying to take comic books in, in a really, it's comic a book movies again. It's a grown up story. Yeah, comic yeah. book movies again, because I don't want to disrespect comic books. Like I, I really kind of did that earlier and I admit that, but... The way that they brought the, this story to life, like it's a spy thriller. You yeah, have, that's kind of the one thing that I loved about like Winter Soldier, and yeah. I was kind of hoping I'd see more of that in. I, I hope we will in the soon. whole. Well, within this whole MCU, like I, I like we already had like the the flashy superhero stuff with Iron Man. Any of the Captain America stories, even though they were like like in Civil War, I would have liked to have seen a little bit more of that like suspense angle yeah. and stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm I hopeful that like Black Widow will 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 take I'm that hoping, and run a little yeah. bit. I'm hoping, but I see a little bit too much comedic element in there. Yeah, it's true, but maybe so, maybe but that's, that's just to kind of sell the movie. Yeah. yeah, but I would have liked to like. I mean, it wasn't so much in, in Winter Soldier, and I love Winter Soldier for it. I didn't put it in my top yeah. ten, but Winter Soldier would. I would say Winter Soldier Soldier is definitely in my top two of all MCU movies. I actually really, really like the Captain America trilogy. I think I think out of out of all the trilogies or the the set of films for each of the characters, I it's think for me it's the best. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, yeah. it's also because like they really used Civil War to expand everything, right. so it is a little unfair because they had like everybody in that movie. Mm-hmm. But even still, like I think of the like it's better than the Thor trilogy, which the first two movies, the first one's good, the second one is eh, yeah. the third one is obviously we all love Ragnarok. I right. think. You know, Iron Man 1, great. Iron Man 2, 
I wasn't a huge fan. Iron yeah. Man 3 was better. But, like, you know, we don't have to break it all down, but, like, right. I think it was the best one, but I, I, trilogy-wise. The, the reason why I also like Civil War is that it took Baron Zemo and he, it, it gave you a nuanced villain. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't a villain that was cackling and, and trying to take over the world. Mm-hmm. He had a very specific personal reason why he was doing what he was doing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, and the way they changed the character was kind of fun. Exactly. In, in my, in, you know? and, and, and we're going to see the, the Baron Zemo and coming I'm glad, up. I'm glad he didn't die. Yeah, because we get really to see him in Captain America, or in, in, in the, uh, oh my God, uh, Falcon, Falcon and the Winter, Winter Soldier. Soldier. Yes, <laughs> you know. Um, and and I, I do like that scene in Civil War with him and Black, Black Panther at the very end, while uh, Captain America and Iron Man are duking it out. You have that, the opposite, very calm and, and, and very measured scene between Black Panther and, and Zemo where, you know, he he literally has done his objective, and he's willing to die. He's he's like, I don't care. I've done what I I needed to do. Yeah. And Black Panther was like, No, you're not doing that. Mm-hmm. Living and, on. And a great way to introduce Black Panther. Exactly. Also, so, um, I mean, it's almost like a love letter to the Captain America movies, but Winter Soldier is where it really started to become great. Not that Captain actually Captain America was great too, but yeah, I liked yeah. the first. It movie. was still I liked very it the much. The first time that I saw it, I didn't like it. I I liked it, but I didn't love it. Which one? The, Captain America, the first one. Yeah, but I also think it's maybe because I saw it in 3D and it was just a little too gimmicky. Mm-hmm. I when I saw it the second and third time, I kind of fell in love with like that whole like era and stuff like yeah, that. Like yeah, that they exactly. Did, you know, I really enjoyed that. I didn't. I, I feel the same way. I didn't appreciate like the the uh, sort of era storytelling yeah. as much. As, I was also comparing it to Iron Man too. You know, like it was a little bit. Like Iron Man was a lot more flashier and more like in your face, I guess, and and and, and cool had a lot of cool factor. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I did like going back to it. Like I love Tommy Lee Jones and his role yeah. in the movie and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of things like when I went back to it, that was like oh, that I appreciated. And it, and it was great how they set up like Howard Stark and all of them to like right, exactly. show up later on as well. I mean, but yeah, Civil War. It's it again. That's another movie I could go on forever, but I'll yep. cut myself off before we do that. There you go. Whew. That is our top ten. What the last decade. decade. Oh man, that was decade. ten years of film times five in a little over an hour and a half. Not bad. Fifty movies that you people have. Well, maybe a little <coughs> less than no, but probably about fifty movies. So a little mini review. Not bad. Yeah. Or, yeah. <coughs> People, there was some overlap. <laughs> yeah, a couple. Like Logan came up a couple times. Us yeah. came up a couple times. You know. Anyway, I thought I was really interested to hear what that you guys had fun. to say. I, I mean, I have like a, a, <laughs> I feel like I have like a new list of movies right? to catch up on. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. yeah, you guys got to like yeah. give me your lists so yeah, I can yeah, remember please. what Let's the hell do, I need to see. We got a trade list because I definitely have a few movies on each one of your lists that I need to catch up on and see. Yo, you know what you should see also? It's related to something that you've been watching recently. That's a great TV show. Okay, The Expanse. Um, <laughs> I was actually Just thinking saying. about watching that last night. I was going to watch The Expanse last you night. You will not be disappointed. Not at all. All right. Anyways, 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 anyways. Geeks of the internet, once again, thank you for joining us for what I really enjoyed this episode for another fantastic episode of the Get Geek podcast. And as always, guys, check us out on all your favorite podcast formats, Apple and Google. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're anywhere that you need to look in order to find podcasts that you really want to absorb. So check us out. And we're also on Reddit. We're also on Reddit. Are we going to get a commercial? So just a very brief commercial, I guess. Here we go. Tell us a little bit about it, will you? 
the announcer guy. Hold has on a to your butts. Now. Oh no. Oh yeah. Which oh I, yeah. Which I partly created. Yes. You, Elias inspired it a lot. So instead <laughs> of the whole mouthful of you get geek outreach, which isn't that bad, it's all right. We will now refer to ourselves, myself, oops, I kind of lost my person there. I will be known <laughs> as the G5000, otherwise known as your friendly bot, the Geekinator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! And just to remind you, we have all the discussions. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. In all categories. So go check it out. Chichin. <laughs> all right. Oh, man. Thank you, all of the denizens of the internet, once again, for joining us on the Get Geek podcast. And as always, stay geeky, my friend.